Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve sallallahu ve barak ala al-ashrafil anbiya ve mursalina nebina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve selleme teslima kathira. Amma ba'd. Elhamdülillah, this is a second lesson from the lessons of 40 hadith. By Annoi, Hafir Annoi, Rahimahullah. And our previous lesson was uh, a lesson which uh, was last week where we covered the hadith, uh, or we covered some of the some of the introduction of hadith. And um, that was a lesson which was done in person. Whilst this lesson, Bidillahi Ta'ala, will be one which is uh, here done over line, online and um, it will be the same the same um, manhaj or methodology in relation to the way that the lesson is carried out as, as is done in person um, due to time constraints then it will be a shorter lesson than normal however we will try to cover as many of the main points as possible um, and bi'idhnillahi ta'ala in our next lesson in, uh, which will be next week bi'idhnillah we will seek to complete the points in relation to the hadith of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and this, uh, this lesson will be the first lesson where we actually start to go through the text itself as well the matan of uh, 40 hadith by Nawi rahimahullah and so the the first hadith which is mentioned and it's a hadith which we've covered previously as well when we started uh the tahkam is the hadith of the Amir Mu'minin Abi Hafs Umun Khattab Radilahu Anhu Kal Smith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yukul in Namaamal binyat وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ إِمْئِنْ مَا نَوَى فَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ لِلدُّنْيَا يُسِيبُهَا أو إِمْرَأَةٍ يَنْكِحُهَا فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى مَا هَاجِرَ إِلَيْهِ And so, this narration is by Umar ibn Khattab رضي الله عنه where he mentions that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam states that indeed actions are by their intentions and everyone shall gain by that which they have intended. So whoever's hijrah is for the sake of Allah and his Messenger, then his hijrah will be for Allah and his Messenger. And whoever's hijrah is for the affair of the dunya to attain something from it or for a woman to marry her then he's a hijra his migration is for whatever he intended it for and so this narration we will discuss upon specific points uh, in relation to the, the hadith itself as well as the wordings and the benefits taken from it and so now we will discuss it uh, based upon specific points 
uh, as much as Allah Ta'ala makes easy for us to cover in this gathering, this lesson. And so the first thing mentioned, the first thing I just wish to discuss in relation to this, this narration is the status of the, the hadith and the manzilah of the hadith. The status of the hadith itself. And so this hadith is one which is narrated by Bukhari and Muslim. One which is narrated by Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim. And so thus it takes the terminology of a hadith which is mutafaqan alayh. Yani it's one which is agreed upon by Bukhari and Muslim. And so just upon that affair alone, the fact that the narration is agreed upon by Bukhari and Muslim, then we understand that this is a narration which is one that carries a great amount of strength in relation to its siha, in relation to its authenticity. And likewise, in relation to the manzila of this hadith, the status and the station of this hadith as well, is that this hadith is from the Jawa'im and Kalim, and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So it's from the comprehensive speech of the Nabi alayhi salatu wasallam. And what is understood by the statement, I had a comprehensive speech, I jawam al-kalim, Shaykhana, Shaykh Abdullah al-Bukhari, Hafidahullah, he mentions in relation to this, this statement of a jawam al-kalim. That al-jawam al-kalim is that it's an affair which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has combined between many affairs and placed it into one, into one, uh, one specific action or affair or one And thus the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentions it in one concise statement which is comprehensive. It gathers between everything or gathers between a multitude of affairs as well as it being an being a statement which does not enter into anything else of outside of it as well. And so this is Jawam al Kalim. I had a comprehensive speech to the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. That by way of one statement, many different affairs in relation to maybe Ahkam and other than that can be derived and fawaid and benefits can be derived from it. And so this narration itself, this narration itself is an example of that. This narration is an example of that where the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned this affair of inna ma'amala bin niyat inna ma'ali kulli imin ma'anawa and then from his speech a person can derive much benefit from it 
and now we have the statement of uh, a Shafi, the statement of Shafi, Rahimahullah, where he mentions, Innu yadkhul fi sabi'ina baban min al-ilm. That this narration, Inna ma'amal biniyat, indeed, the action by the intentions, is one which comprises of 70 different abwaab, or 70 different, different chapters, in relation to knowledge itself. So different, 70 different aspects of knowledge itself. And what is understood by way of that is that <clears throat> this narration, it may not literally be 70 different affairs that it relates to. However, it relates to maybe this amount or more from the affairs of Deen. Likewise, when we're discussing the station and the status of this narration, we must understand that Ahlul Ilm saw it as being a good action and a lofty and recommended act that they began with this narration. That they begin with this narration, whether it would be when they were teaching or when they were writing an offering or gathering narrations, for example, this book, where no, we gathers 40 hadith, and the first year's 40 years, this narration. Why? Because a person that is embarking upon Talib al-Ilm, Talib al-Ilm is an action of ibadah. And it's a must that a person rectifies his intention for the ibadah. And at the near, تحتاج لمجاهرة ومصابرة. The person's near intent. There's a need for the person to strive and engage in patience. When seeking to rectify their intention and having a good intention. Why? Because it's a must. Yajib. Because it's a must that a person rectifies their intention for the sake of Allah. And due to this as well, you find that the first hadith. The first hadith which is mentioned after the basmala in Al-Bukhari is the hadith of Al-Niyyah in the Ma'mal ibn Niyyat. It's the first hadith which is mentioned in Sahih Al-Bukhari. And likewise as well from the menzil, the status of this hadith is that this hadith is min asah al-ahadith. It's one of the most authentic of the narrations. And as mentioned previously, this is known due to the fact that this narration is found in both al-Bukhari 
and Muslim. Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. Um, the next affair we wish to discuss as well. I right, said so the next affair is in relation to this statement of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So this is the second point. The statement of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the narration: "Inna ma'amal biniyat." Indeed, actions are by their intentions. This word in here, innama, this word in innama, is one which is used for this specific affair, either affair which will, will be discussed after it is specified. Innama malabiniyat. So this is an affair where it's talking about specifically the affair of the actions, and it's specifying the actions. And so it's general; it's a general speech. It's generalizing, i.e., all actions, all of the actions are by the intentions. Right, so it's a generality and comprehensive. By way of that. The third point to mention in relation to this hadith is the statement Al A'mal. I the word Al A'mal within this narration. Al A'mal Yashmal al A'mal al Kulub al Lisan al Jawarih. So this word A'mal is comprehensive of the amal, the actions of his heart, the tongue, as well as the jawarih, as well as the limbs. والمراد بالأعمال هنا هي الأعمال الشرعية. And so, what is meant and what is intended by the amal of this narration? No doubt, are the amal shariyah, I legislated actions, legislated actions whether they emanate from the heart, legislated actions whether they emanate from the tongue or from the limbs. Any of these legislated actions are the amal which are being referred to within this narration, and. These are amal, the amal shariyah, the legislative actions are, are actions which need an intention. And so actions which do not need an intention, do not enter into this narration. They're not a discussion within this narration. So for example, the actions such as the actions of the, of the mubahat, the actions which are of the mubahat, for example, the actions of an individual eating or drinking. These actions are not in need and not to be in relation to the affair of the intention. And thus, it does not enter into this hadith, a discussion of this hadith.
Likewise, we have a discussion with the word and niyat as well. And niyat, right, intentions. And in the Lugha, right, in the Arabic language, the intentions, niyat, is al-qasd. So what someone has set about doing, I the intent they set about doing a particular act. وفي الشرع العزم على الفعل إبادة تقربا إلى الله. And within the Sharia, a person has the azm, has the determination to do a particular act. Seeking nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And within this uh, narration, we have the statement, Some Ahlul Ilm, they mention that there's a word here which is, uh, which is intended, however, has been omitted. I not literally omitted from the hadith itself, however, omitted in meaning. And so, some Ahlul they say that this word, which is omitted in meaning, is the word siha. إِنَّمَا سِحَةُ الْعَمَّالِ بِالنِّيَاتِ I, indeed, the authentic, authenticity, or the correct actions are dependent upon intention. They're dependent upon intention. So this is one thing that some of Ahlul mention. Some of Ahlul Ilm, they mention from them Abu Hanifa, Rahimahullah, he mentions, Innama, the word which comes after Innama, which is, has been omitted in meaning, is the Kamal al-A'mal, yani Kamal. So Innama Kamal al-A'mal biniyat. So indeed, the perfection of actions are by their intentions. And Shaykhana, Shaykh Abdullah Bukhari, again he mentions that that which is correct, or that which is seen to be the most correct and in relation to the truth, is the first opinion, I siha, I the authenticity of an action, is by its intentions. Why? Because the niyyah is matloob. Wujuban. It's an, ob- it's an obligation that the niyyah is sought. Now it's an obligation that the, niyyah, that the intention is sought for these actions to be accepted. So the niyyah is an, is an obligation in relation to the siha of the amal, in relation to the authenticity of the action itself. However, in relation to the kamal, then this is something which is sought manduban, the niya, or the kamal, the affair of, of kamal, i.e. the action being perf- upon perfection and complete, is one which is no doubt recommended and sought after, however, not upon, not in the same manner that the, uh, the affair of the correct intention is sought after because this is the one which is obligatory.
the fourth point to mention from this narration is the word in that everyone shall gain that which they have intended so they shall gain in relation to that which they have intended the person will gain and achieve and attain whatever he intended whether it be from khair or shar whether it be from good or evil and what we understand is that these two sentences are two separate sentences. So the first sentence, Indeed, the actions are by intentions. That's one sentence. And that's discussing one affair. Whilst the sentence, Indeed, everyone shall gain that which they have intended, is a separate affair. It's discussing something separately. I, what we understand is that it's not that the second sentence is just there to emphasize the first. Why? Because there's a principle in the Arabic language. The principle of the Arabic language is ta'sis or ta'qid. The principle in the Arabic language is that a new sentence is there to bring about a new, a new discussion. It's a new uh, discussion, new base, basis of a discussion. So when a, speech, a second part of speech comes, it's there for a new basis of discussion. Unless there's something to indicate that it's there to emphasize. So the first understanding of a sentence is that it is there to bring about a new discussion rather than emphasize. And so if we look at it now in the context of this narration, then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he was discussing two things. The first narration is The first part of the discussion of the narration is that indeed actions are by their intentions. Thereafter, he goes on to mention I everyone which and everything that a person tends, then they shall gain from it. So he's discussing a second affair in addition to the first. And so, what we understand from that is the good of an action, a righteousness of an action, or the corruptness of an action is dependent upon the person's intention. It's dependent upon the person's intention. Whilst as for the second sentence, then we understand that the, the, comp, the, the recompense or the consequence goes back to that person's intention. So what they will that what they will achieve goes back to their intention. Wallahu ta'ala alam. And so Ibn al-Daqiq al-Eid, rahimahullah, he mentions in relation to this. The delil for this is the sentence or the discussion after, within the same narration. Man kanat hijratuhu ilallahi wa rasulih 
Na'af hijrutuhu ila Allahi wa rasulihi. Whoever's narration is for Allah and his messenger, then whoever's hijrah is for Allah and his messenger, then his hijrah is for Allah and his messenger. And whoever's hijrah is for the dunya to attain something from it, or for a woman to, for her marriage, taking that second hand in marriage, then his hijrah is for whatever he wanted to make hijrah for. And so Ibn Tafiq al Eid, he mentions, so whoever's hijrah is for Allah and his messenger. And he has the intention, and his, his hijrah is by way of that intent. Then his hijrah will be for Allah's messenger, and it will be the hijrah for that by way of its recompense and its reality. Thereafter, we'll have the fifth point, and this will be the really like the final point we'll mention for today. Where we have the mention here, the statement for Hijratuhu, for Hijratuhu ila Allahi wa Rasuli. And so, what we understand from this is that a person or this affair of Hijra differs. The affair of a person's Hijra differs. And it's dependent upon the intent. Of the muhajir, the intent of the muhajir. If the per- if the muhajir has the intent of Deen and Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and this this is one form of hijra. However, if a person intends the dunya and intends to take take some portion of the dunya, and that's the only reason they're making the hijra, then his hijra will be for that fact. And no doubt, this is something which is is secondary. A person performing hijra and migrating just for the dunya, this is something which is secondary. And this is clear by way of the statement of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam within this narration. Where he states, sallallahu alayhi wa rasuli. And he repeats this. I remember the hijra is for Allah and his messenger. Then his hijra is for Allah and his messenger. He repeats this affair. And thereafter, he mentions that whoever's hijrah is for the dunya to attain something from it. Or for a woman to perform or to woman to seek a hand in marriage, then his hijrah is for whatever he sought to make hijrah for. And so he did not repeat it within the statement, sallallahu Why? This was due to the fact that he wanted to illustrate the lowly affair of the hijrah for other than Allah and his messenger and the, the lowly affair of performing hijrah and migrating for the affair of the dunya and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best and bi ta'ala in uh, our next sitting next week we uh, will um, continue with the explanation of this narration and conclude this explanation of this narration inshallah go on to the next narration um, and as well as that I will uh, be asking the Ikhwa uh, for th- some of the the homework which we discussed last week. Inshallah, some of the homework. And anyone that uh, has memorized the first narration, then uh, I will be asking them for the the, the, the the memorization, inshallah. So I'll be listening to the memorization of the first narration, inshallah. And maybe some of the second, if uh, anyone is ready for that. 
فبارك الله فيكم وجزاكم الله خيرا وصلى الله وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم